Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Atlanta, what's going on? It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, hey man. Happy Thursday. You just heard Randy Mack talk about the news from the doctors mm. talking about DeMar Hamlin, and he's showing substantial improvement. And I don't know if there's any better news than that. You know, I had heard, Mike, that uh, Hamlin's dad had spoken with the Bills team via Zoom mm-hmm. last night, and to hear him say, hey, he's improving a lot of guys started crying last night on this Zoom call because right. they just wanted to hear some positive news. So the doctors at the UC Medical Center saying that he's showing substantial improvement, and that's great news. Um, and, and, again, we've said all week long, we're going to keep you guys updated. As soon as we hear something, we'll put it out there. But uh, that, that looks like it's headed in the right direction, Mike. Don't know what this recovery is going to look like long term. But at the end of the day, right. this is just about his well-being, man, and being able to do the things, you know, normal things. Forget about playing football right now. Just normal things, man. And that was the thing you hear from the doctors just a few minutes ago. As of this morning, the quote is he is beginning to awaken, and it appears that his neurological condition and function is intact, which I think that was a big question for a lot of folks because you're, you're worried about lack of oxygen to the brain, et cetera, and all the things that happened while he was being resuscitated on the field and then later in the ambulance. So, yeah, it sounds, I mean, as promising as it could be. All right, coming up, uh, you heard Mike talk about David Pollock's going to join us, ESPN College Game Day host. He will join us here in about 15 minutes as we'll continue to break down dogs in TCU. And I've got a lot of questions for David because this whole get pressure thing that we talked about with Connor Riley yesterday is a big deal. Um, I'm not aware. I don't know if dog fans are aware about these freshmen that have been playing more because of these injuries on the field for the dogs. But this Chaz Chambliss injury, Mike, is a bigger deal because, again, you're already shorthanded when it comes to edge rushers. Um, so we'll talk to David Pollock about that and get his thoughts on TCU here on the show. As uh, last night, late night, West Coast game, our Hawks are playing the Kings. And we said yesterday as we left the show, can we get a win on the road? <laughs> and last night, Mike, they did something they haven't done, at least in the last few weeks, and that's find a way to win in the end. And as Bob Rathbun was saying last night on the broadcast, it was basically nip-talk back and forth anytime. You know, no team would get more than a three-point lead in any stretch. Our biggest lead actually came with just under four minutes left. We were up seven, Carl, and it looked like they were pulling away. And then all of a sudden, you know, De'Aaron Fox makes a big dunk. That was one of the, you know, see, that's the thing we you were talking about it yesterday. A play that can be a moment in the game that really turns it. It looked like Fox, when he made that dunk, like, uh-oh, here we go. And they come blasting back. And then they take the lead at one point up by 3-1, 16-13. 
And then how about Bogey with the big three, DeJounte Murray with the big steal. But if I'm honest, thanks to Sabonis for clanking a couple of free throws late for the Kings, too. He's been a beast, too. A double-double monster mm. this season. Trey didn't have a monster game. No, 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 no. I'm not going to go in on him, okay? I don't care if we win, guys. I don't care if he scores five points and we win 90 games. This is a way that we played last night, Mike, that might be the way we need to play. And what I mean by that is all five starters and double figures. You had balanced scoring last night. And I want you to hear Nate because I thought this was interesting. And I don't know if he's pointing the finger at anybody, but he says we did a better job of not jacking up shots late. Mm. We had some plays that uh, was we was a little loose with it, but uh, you know, basically we got back, but we weren't jacking and taking those quick shots. I thought we made them play our defense certainly in the second half. I thought we did a better job of uh, making them defend and not bailing them out with quick contested uh, shots. It matters. Yeah, I mean, and, and I mean, you could look at one sequence and we did win the game, but. Red Velvet hits a, a three-point shot. Trey comes right back, burns no time off the 24-second clock, and misses one. And that's and that's the thing, Trey. We're just we're just talking about the rarefied air of a superstar. He's just not making those big dramatic, you know, big moment shots as much, especially from the perimeter as he was. No, he can still get to the stripe. And last night he got to the line, made his sure. free throws. And that's there's more than one way to skin the cat. But that's just if you're nitpicking, that's one thing you're looking for. And then as we said, Dejounte Murray with a, with a crucial steal and makes his free throws. Well, we have been missing just plain and simple. You know, we talked about yesterday with Arthur Smith, the head coach of the Falcons, on this show about situational football, and he was like, "Look, fellas, I've gone back and watched this tape. There's many ways we've lost games, but in in the, in the NBA, Mike, it's winning plays. Do you have enough winning plays? And you know, this is what we haven't had. We didn't have it against Golden State in double overtime." Last night we did. This is Nate McMillan talking about the fourth quarter. That's what we've been talking about the last couple games. Uh, we have to close out games and we have to make plays, uh, you know, down the stretch in that fourth quarter. Uh, tonight we did. Simple. It sounds simple. It's simplistic. It's mm. easy. Why don't we do it more? I don't know. You still don't see the ball movement like I'd like in the half court, but, you know, I, I guess you can't ask. You can't have everything. I'll take the W. <laughs> they snapped the four-game losing streak before they head south to L.A. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a, really, it was a tight game the whole way through, and then even down to the wire. Great night from John Collins. Great night from DeAndre Hunter last night, too. Well, and this is the thing. I mean, if you're going to tell me we're going to have balanced scoring, and, and, and really, realistically, guys, it's hard to do. You're not going to do this every night. You're going to need some nights where trainees to go off. It's just what it is. But if you're saying this is a formula to win where guys are involved and you're not jacking up shots that are ill-advised and you're playing better defense late and you're making game-winning plays, are we a top-four seed? No, I, I still don't think this team is top four. I think you'll need a trade to make this team top four. I think we need some more. If Capella's going to continue to miss games, Okongo has been very disappointing for me on this road trip, mm. if I'm honest. And I just think we need to – you know me, bro. Go get me an Eastern European with no vowels in his name and two bolts in his neck, and I, I just think we need some rim protection. Um, Okongo only eight last night, nothing special. Uh, Jalen – I mean, if, it's funny. Jalen Johnson had one basket, but it was crucial down the stretch on a, on a, pick, on a putback. So there was uh, – you know, everybody contributing bogey with 17, but – the post, we talked about it yesterday. Yeah. A little shaky, man. You do miss Capella. They're now three and eight without Clint out there. So we're two games back. Chris, Bo, I'm looking at you guys of the sixth seed. We're ninth in the in the conference right now. The reason why I bring this up, guys, is we played in this tournament, you know, this play-in tournament last year. And, and flat out, if we get back in the play-in tournament, this is just a fail. You're supposed to be better. You went out and made a major deal with DeJounte Murray, mm -hmm. and you're going to tell me we're not any better from a standing standpoint. That's a problem. So that's why I'm asking – 
if we play like we did last night and you get all these things, is this a top four team in the Eastern Conference? I don't know, Mike. I think you got to shoot for top six and yeah. be in that that outside of that play-in tournament. But there's no reason we need to be seven, eight, nine, ten. No yeah, reason. It just we, we we've seen a few spurts. We talked about it. We uh, documented a lot of the. What, what do we do in the wins? What do we do in the losses? Well, in the losses, we usually give about 125 points or more. Still not not sold on this. And and perhaps the work in progress continues with Dejounte and Trey. Uh, a lot of time in crunch time down a stretch last night. But I, I don't know. I, I think we need another piece, and I don't know what we're going to give up to get that piece. Mm. By the way, how many does LeBron have tomorrow? 47. Does he do? Does he top what he did here? He's on a run right now. Lakers, he is. And, and by the way, the Lakers kind of springboarded with us. You know, it kind of got them on a roll. Well, listen, I don't know if LeBron can do these kinds of things like he did when he was 25, 26, where you can consistently put out games like that. But at home, we'll see. It was his birthday last week, so he had a big game against us. Next opponent for our Hawks on Friday night against the Lakers right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey, man, follow us. He's Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at Put Him Up, see Dukes. This radio show, Dukes and Bell 929, follow the radio station at 929 The Game. Stay up on everything that's going on. We're on the gram as well. David Pollock is on the way. We're going to talk plenty of college football with Pollock. I think when I look at TCU, and Mike, I've been doing a little bit more of this breakdown, getting ready for this game on Monday night. A deep dive. They scare me. (laughs) Why receivers scare you? And as we said, we've pivoted from blaming the secondary, getting to the core. We talked about it with Connor Riley from Dog Nation. The lack of pass rush. And who better to ask about that is Pollock and Jalen Carter bounce back. You know, do you just tip your cap to the physicality of Ohio State and does TCU have that same caliber of linemen? And if not, is Jalen, is the big dog going to really eat and be the disruptor we thought he was going to be in the semifinal? He had no impact, by the way. Not really. Went back and watched it again. I kept looking for, for his number to be called. It wasn't called all night. I mean, seriously. He, he didn't have any impact. Yeah. So we know what kind of player Carter is. But in these big games, this is where you're supposed to shine. This is where you're supposed to be holding up a quarterback and putting up the number one sign. All right? I, I haven't seen that. But Dogs had to blitz. I mean, the idea was, hey, even if he did get double teamed, or in some cases even triple teamed, somebody else of that young defensive line or linebacker core was going to step up. But I think now as, you're, as your competition level, Carl, has ramped up and ramped up, you're seeing that, yeah, you don't put all those guys in the NFL and not lose something in your game plan, and you saw it against Ohio State. 549 yards, 30 points against LSU. 467 yards, 41 points given up against Ohio State. How many are they going to give up against TCU? And if you're telling me it's going to be this kind of game, that means Georgia's scoring 50? I think the over is definitely the play. It's going to be more than 62.5 combined points, I'm telling you. I, I would put at least minimum 35. I think this is going to be another. I think, and we've seen it, you brought this up yesterday. Uh, seven of the last uh, ten have been dialer scores with the winning team in the 40s, and I think Georgia will have to do that too. All right, Pollock's on the way. We'll talk to him about all things dogs, all things TCU. What I'm saying to dog fans as I'm going like my deep dive, just don't disrespect this team. Like, they believe they deserve to be here. This is not a fluke. This is not a team that's like, oh, we're so happy we're getting the chance to go to L.A. They really believe they deserve to be here. Guys, they beat more ranked opponents than Georgia did this year. Six. Six. This is not a fluke. So I'm just telling you guys, I expect it, like Mike, to be a high-scoring game, but I don't think, Mike, they're just going to be wild when the dogs come out on the field and all of a sudden they're, they're overwhelmed. No, and, and I know that it's, it's hard to get your head around it, but, uh, you know, Duggan is a guy that can move. He's, he, we talked about it. He can run. He's actually more apt to move outside the pocket than Stroud was. And, and these don't, tell me, Carl, the same game plan. If you don't get pressure on the quarterback Ooh. and they're running those deep routes and the defense getting sucked downfield that Duggan can't just pick up 10, 15 yards like that, 
That's that's something to be concerned about. And, and, and I, I, I don't know if you spy him. Kirby doesn't like to spy guys. You know, you asked that about, of me yeah. yesterday. I don't know. They might be in a mix. Uh, C.J. Stroud, better passer. Duggan may be better athlete, and therefore he will he will do more with his legs. All right, we'll see what uh, what David Pollock's thinking about this. ESPN College Game Day. He's going to join us next right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're getting ready for the dogs and frogs on Monday night. No one better to talk to than our buddy David Pollock, ESPN College Game Day. Pollock, man, appreciate you. We know it's always a busy time for you. Uh, this time of year. I, I want to start with Jalen Carter. Why was he not impactful in that national semifinal game? And what do the dogs need to do to make him impactful in the national championship game? I, I thought uh, Ohio State did a really good job with their scheme. And, and when I say that, I thought they did a really good job rolling the pocket, uh, moving the quarterback. I thought C.J. Stroud did a good job evading Jalen Carter um, several times. So, Still impactful in the run game, but as a pass rusher, he wasn't as good. And I think a lot of Georgia fans, he was held. There's holding on every play. Right. That happens every single play. We, we, I mean, offensive linemen, I, I went against them. They're cheaters. That's what they do. That's who they are. <laughs> that's, how, that's how they make their living. Um, so I, I think that um, – I expect Jalen Carter to continue to he'll, he'll continue to play well, but the passing in the secondary was a big concern, and um, you know outside of Ringo, it was a it was a big struggle bus in coverage for Georgia and TCU's coming in with a lot of good receivers and a really good quarterback, so definitely got some things to fix in the next uh, whatever many days left till the championship. And, and David, we were wondering uh, how does the TCU offensive line match up with what I mean? The Ohio State line was big. Can TCU do some of the same things, or are they going to man? They're going to be able to man up against those dudes. TCU's line is better than wow. Ohio State's. Um, I, I thought Ohio State was was really just average at at center and two guards. I think they're really average at both tackles. Um, much better than TCU's, but as a whole, I think TCU's got at least two guys up front that'll get drafted. Um, they got a really, really, really good guard. Uh, their scheme allows them a, a lot of space because the quarterback runs and the motions and, and, and all the spread elements of their offense and with tempo. So, I mean, listen, they, they got, when you look at their, uh, their players, they got a, they got a receiver dude that's going to be drafted the first, the number one receiver off the board. They, they got a quarterback that's going to be drafted. They got a running back that's a top five running back in college football. They got an elite guard. They got a, a really good offensive line. Like, there's a lot of things about you know this TCU offense that's going to that's going to make you play really really well. It's going to it's make you watch tape and go, okay, I got a lot of respect for these guys. They're not just a Cinderella story. They also have the Thorpe Award winner at corner. I mean, David, they got players. That's the thing. I mean, you you know, and he's by the way the nephew of Ladainley and Tomlinson. Kick and play. He's a top corner. So all those things make you go, ah, what kind of challenge is this going to be for Georgia? And offensively, are you concerned about that stretch that we went through with Stetson Bennett? I don't know. It was 30 minutes. I don't know how long it was. And then it was like the team woke up offensively. Are you concerned about something like that happening on Monday night? Well, first, they got two good corners. You know, uh, I mean, Tomlinson, you know, Hodges Tomlinson is, is, is really, really good. Um, he's one of the, he won the Thorpe Award for the best corner in the country. And then Josh Newton on the other side, number 24, he's really, really good. Here's what I'll say about their defense. It's very unique. It's very different. It's a 3-3-5, so a lot more DBs on the field. Um, the, the, the thing that okay, – if you talk to any coach in America and you know football, 
the number one way to attack that is to have really good inline tight ends. Because mm-hmm. when you so, – so when they built this defense, guys, this defense was built in the Big 12. Why, what do you see in the Big 12 every week? You see spread. You don't see smash mouth. So I think the, uh, the importance of Darnell Washington being a big deal in this game. I mean, he gives you such an advantage in this matchup. The, the area to attack on TCU, their slot defenders are not good. And Michigan destroyed him. Roman Wilson had a huge game. A lot of success in the slot where, ah, I think that guy, what's his name, Brock Bowers? He's pretty good. <laughs> Lad McConkey, pretty good. Arian Smith, pretty good in the slot. So if you're going to attack this defense, I think you attack it in the slot. Like you saw with Georgia. Listen, the, the number one thing coming into the, in the Peach Bowl, I, I, we all talked about with Georgia's offense, they're just streaky. I mean, there's, there's spells when they can't miss and they're hot as can be and, and they're the best offense in the country. And then there's times where they look like they're lost and they don't know what to do. And, and Stetson had, a, had a, a couple drives in the third quarter that I was like, crap, what the heck is going on? And then in the fourth quarter, he goes 10 of 12 for 193 and two touchdowns. Like, right. he's superhuman. So I, I definitely think it's a, it's a real concern, you know, the up and down, I think Georgia getting challenged, Georgia getting, you know, having a lot of success on uh, offense around him. You're not playing Marvin Harrison Jr. again, by the way. Johnston is the number one wide receiver in this draft, and Johnston is not close to as good as Marvin Harrison Jr. That dude is otherworldly good. He might be the best receiver I've ever seen to come out in college football since I've been covering the game. That's how good that sucker is. Wow. It is the three-time All-American in Georgia. David Pollock with us here, guys, on the WaitForIt.com hotline out in California. So what did you make of Kirby's comments about uh, Stetson? And was Stetson so far off script that it, he warranted being scolded in the postgame? Or is this just like a marriage where you have these little little spats? I think it was awesome. Uh, I, I just think it's it's so, it's so on brand for Kirby Smart because Kirby just, Guys, I went over there a couple weeks ago for practice, and me and my high school coaches over here from North Dakota, and we went in all the meetings and stuff. And I just think that I don't know that anybody does it better in America than Kirby of being dialed into every single meeting, whether it's special teams, whether it's offense, whether it's defense. And he is going to bust your flipping balls. He is going to absolutely you, – you cannot play for Kirby Smart – if you got thin skin, mm-hmm. and 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 I think that stretch that was was you know a, a third quarter that was very pedestrian for Stetson, it bothered him, and he wants him to play in rhythm. The, the first drive of the series of the, of the game, he put, had a great drive. You know, you got a third down opportunity, and he he pulls the ball and wants to keep it, and you know makes it makes a, a little bit of a mistake. The interception makes a little bit of a mistake. You know, some bad throws. You know, in that third quarter, and and I think that. You know, Kirby, just like any, any other coach, but actually more so than coaches, he expects you to do what you what your coach to do consistently and not go through those lulls. And, you know, listen, as a Georgia fan, Mike, how many times over the past six, seven years since Kirby's been there have we played better than the opponent and lost right. and had to walk away with our tails tucked between our legs and it really, really a lot how awesome is it that you didn't play your best game you thought you got beat you felt like you got beat when in reality you missed two field goals you outrush them you outpass them you lose the turnover battle and you still find a way to beat a great team like 
it's a good feeling when you're when your coach demands that much of you in the press conference afterwards he's like I didn't play our best game you know probably shouldn't have maybe should not have won this game but we made enough plays in the big time moments to walk away and to win the game and also the maturation, I think coaches go through a learning curve, Dave. The maturation of Kirby as a head coach, you know, the, the fake punt with Fields to stopping a fake punt with that timeout that was so crucial that they got to him. And, and it's interesting, like, we, we don't give these coaches, like, Kirby's 47. Y'all know what age Nick was when he won his first championship? How old? He was 57 years old. Wow. Like, Kirby's, Kirby's learning all of this on the fly and his clock management has left a lot to be desired over the years. He's made some mistakes and, um, you know, almost made one in the, in the peach bowl, by the way, I thought they should have ran a little bit more clock before they, you know, went in for the touchdown for the score, but the, the, the timeout on the fake punt, I mean, what a timeout, like, is that the greatest timeout called in the history of college football? I mean, I, I think you've definitely seen, you know, maturity and you definitely see a, a willingness to let it rip more on offense and be more aggressive and, and you've seen it, and you do. You gotta allow time from that. Mike, you can't jump on the radio at whatever age. I mean, you know, I jumped on the radio with you, and I sucked. I was absolutely awful. Like, you've got to any profession, any job. Nobody started day one and was ready for that job. Like, it takes time to to develop. It takes time. The best teacher is always experience, and I think getting experience all over the years. Same thing with Ryan Day. Ryan Day's been learning on the job. And, and he's taken some lumps along the way. And you saw, I think he called his, his best, most aggressive game he's ever called, you know, in the Peach Bowl. So we all take for granted, you know, where coaches are at. And uh, especially Kirby, just, you know, he was, he's his first head coach at, you know, 40, 41 years old and has been learning on the job while still being in the national title game now three out of the last six years and two other years finishing fifth in the final polls. You know how David Pollock's big time? You know how I know? He just said Nick. <laughs> That's right. He just referred to Coach Saban as Nick. You know when Nick won his first one? That's how I know you're big time, Pollock. Let me ask you about the Chambliss injury. Um, how big of a deal is that on the defensive side if he's not 100%? I don't think he will be. Chaz Chambliss, you're already down edge rushers. Marvin Jones has been playing a lot there. What do you think how that affects them defensively up front? No, it 100% affects you. I mean, this is a guy that – you know, taking the majority of the snaps since Nolan Smith, your your other backer got hurt, so you're you're on your third string guy. Uh, so obviously, you know your depth starts to get challenged. Shoot, we were dropping like flies the other night. I mean, you know, thank goodness Williams was just cramped. Michael Williams was just cramped. By the way, do you see that sucker number thirteen, Michael Williams? He can play. You not not only can he play, he's the next superstar. Like that dude, he, he's got motor, he's got height, he's got quick twitch. Like that dude's going to be an absolute freaky Friday athlete um, in the future and pass rusher. So I, I think that it, it's going to be a lot of younger guys, you know, stepping up and uh, guys that you haven't heard of like, you know, Michael, but um, listen, Georgia's got, they've recruited an elite level and that really, really helps. Right. Mm. And it's next man up and it's the way it works. You got to deal with injuries this season, but the Darnell Washington injury against, you know, TCU is, is a big deal, but you recruited, you know, highly recruited Oscar Bell. You know, so I think this is what you're. This is what you try to build. You try to build team, and you try to build as much talent as you can because you know along the way you're going to take hits on that depth chart, and it's just the way it works. All the things you just laid out, Dave. You think is a high scoring game? I know I've taught you how to gamble too. Uh, Sixty two and a half. So this going to go over, right? Be a lot of same same as what we saw against Ohio State. Uh, Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I mean, it's crazy to watch, you know, both semifinals and watch points palooza and, and watch close games, which the way covering the, the semifinals for all these years now, it's really nice to actually have good games because most of the time the games suck. So it was fun to have, you know, two competitive games. I do. I think it's got a good chance to be high scoring. I think both teams, you know, are going to have to have answers to some riddles to solve. Like, you know, Lasseter, he struggled last game, big time. Um, actually, the Georgia's defense, I think, I don't know if the stat or not, but it was, it was a stat that kind of blew me away because people talk about Ringo, you know, rightfully so. He's been beat some this year, been targeted a bunch for being a, a top corner. You wouldn't think he'd probably targeted, targeted as much as he is. Last week, C.J. Stroud, listen to this number, guys. When targeted anyone else besides Keely Ringo was 16 of 17 for eight for 279 mm. yards and three touchdowns. Mm. Like, that's very ungood, okay? <laughs> and then tar- uh, targeting Keely Ringo, six for 13 for 69 yards and a touchdown. So, you know, Lassiter and company and Bullard and – Malachi Moore and, uh, you know, JDJ, all these guys, past, past coverage is going to have to be better. C.J. Stroud, what did he do? A lot of scrambling, a lot of running. Max Duggan is a lot better than C.J. Stroud at that. So, you know, Georgia's going to have to find some answers. So I do expect TCU to put some points on the board. But I, I expect Georgia's offense to get hot. And if it stays hot, obviously they'll win a national title. Pollock, last thing, man. You remember last year after you guys, after we won it, and I said, yeah, I want another one. You said, you want another one after 40 years? Yeah. (laughs) This is where we're living right now. I want another one. Hopefully they can do it on Monday night, man. You're the best. Appreciate you joining us. Hey, man, I thought it was greedy as crap. I still think it's greedy as crap. And to think, guys, just think about it, man. You just got 15 players drafted. 15 players. And to be back in the national championship spotlight and to be here and to be undefeated and to be what and to do what they've done, it's just silly. Like Georgia is the new standard. Three out of the last six years you're in the national championship. Right. You know, you got a chance to go back to back. Like Georgia fans out of all those years and all the heartbreak, like it's got to be really, really fun. It is fun. I'm a Georgia fan, so it is yeah. fun. It's a lot of fun to know every week your team is really, really good, and you go get two in a row, man. You're an elite company. I guess Kirby doesn't do rebuilding years like Nick. Stop. <laughs> no, no. And listen, hey, let's be honest. Nick don't do much rebuilding anymore either, bro. He ain't been doing that in a hot minute. So. 
Pollock, man, enjoy the time out there. Go dogs. We'll talk soon. <laughs> All right. All right, dude. See y'all. Uh, David Pollock, college football, ESPN college football game day. He's right. And this is what I said when we started the show today. He's telling you all the reasons why you should be concerned. Yeah. Listen, Georgia is great. They are the favorite. They should win this game. That's not to disrespect what TCU has done. All right, we got to get to uh, a break. We're coming back. We're going to get to some headlines, including the latest on DeMar Hamlin. It is great news. We'll tell you about it next. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Did you know you can listen to the game on any smart-enabled device you own? Just ask your smart device to play 92.9 The Game. It is Dukes and Bell. Thanks to David Pollock for stopping by. For those of you who are missing that interview and going, what did Pollock say? You'll get a chance to hear it coming up a little bit later on. We'll replay that for you because um, it's the same reasons why I'm concerned, not worried, just concerned about what the dog's going to be able to do against TCU, uh, especially offensively against that weird 3-3-5 defense that he talked about. And, And they're built to take advantage of it. The thing about this, Mike, is, you know, they're dropping back seven or eight guys. This, the way this defense is designed, and he said it, everybody in the Big 12 is playing spread, so you're trying to get picks. They, they had a bunch of them this year, 16, second in the Big 12. But you have to find the windows. And I'm going to say this today, and I hope I'm not saying it Tuesday when we come back in here and we're talking about the aftermath of this national championship. Stetson Bennett can't force the issue, Mike. You find those windows, and you throw to those windows. You do not try to make plays that are not there because you're going to throw it to, to the other team. Right, and uh, just, you know, running the football again. I just, You know me. I've always said you've got so many weapons. Sometimes you, know, you can keep it simple and run McIntosh and Milton until the cows come home. But the, the one thing you came back to in this interview with Pollock is the Darnell Washington thing changed your game plan on the fly so mm. much against Ohio State. And perhaps that's where some of the disconnect and those awful quarters that Stetson had stemmed from, perhaps. Because Washington, remember, guys, it's all about Brock Bowers and that big monster of a man that looks like Carl Malone out there, even bigger, and you can't match up. And if you make a commitment with one type of personnel, someone's going to pop open. But maybe now we get into a Donnie Mitchell and, and the wide receiver core finally coming to the rescue, as Kirby's been asking for all season long, Arian Smith as well. More on the dogs coming up here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. i got to mention this while we're talking about the dogs, and we'll get to some headlines. For dog fans who are really not interested right now because obviously we're worried about the national championship, your basketball program beat Auburn last night. They're 11-3 and three under yeah. new head coach Mike White. So I just want to take you back because we talked about this. This is a team that was 6-23 and 23 overall, 1-17 last season in the SEC, and your first SEC win comes against Auburn, who was ranked. Damn good job by Mike White. We will see where the basketball program goes, but this is what we said. There's no reason Georgia basketball shouldn't be relevant. Yeah, and Auburn is kind of, the, let's be honest, kind of the measuring stick, right, in the SEC, what Bruce Pearl's put together there. And that's two teams now 11, and that's awesome. Big win tech, by the way. Nice win for them, too, at McCamish against uh, Miami. Josh Passion needed that. They needed to win. They needed a first ACC win. Congratulations to him as well. More coming up on the dogs and frogs. Hey, turtles behind the glass. Dogs, frogs, and turtle. Squid Billy. <laughs> Executive, produ- <laughs> executive producing. Let's hit some headlines. Strap in, youngins. In the headlines with Dukes and Bell. Mike, I think Nate was listening to you about all this conversation about rotations. Mm. You keep killing him about the rotations. Listen to what he said about last night and the rotations. Yeah, well, you know, those guys have been playing um, the whole quarter. Uh, in, in, in our games, and I just I, I told them I, I, I got to give both of them a breather uh, because I want them playing both sides of the basketball. 
and I thought we were a little bit uh, fatigued, um, you know, late in the quarters. So, uh, you know, I changed the rotation to uh, to give them a, a breather. He's talking about Trey and DJ, yeah. Mike, and the rotations. Well, all I know is they were on the court at the same time with the game on the line, which is kind of what we're shooting for, you know. <laughs> Sometimes you might want to put them on the floor at the same time as a team is making, I don't know, a 14-2 run, you know, things like that. You could do that, you know. There's no rules against it. So, I'm like, I'm, I'm over, Nate. Win or lose, whatever they do in L.A., I, I'm over it. I just think you've got to turn the page. Fair, whether it's fair and a lot of – Wow, you turned on yeah, Nate quickly. I just don't care because I'm sick of watching mediocre wow. basketball. I'm done. I'm done. You know it because they're going to – Trey ain't getting traded. Okay, that's not happening. You have turned into a coach yes. killer. I am. You like, have turned into a coach. You turned on Nate quickly. Yes, I'm the Mark. Bre- Mark Bradley doesn't call for anybody's head till they're already gone. But anyway, in this case, Scrooge just said my ear to the Mark Bradley of radio. <laughs> no, hold on now. That's not true. That's not true. When when it when it's close, all no. of a sudden there's yes. a certain person you start yeah. seeing in the press box. Right. All of a sudden. No, the vultures, but the vultures don't start circling until somebody hits the ground in this country. You want him town. gone. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, Nate is still walking. Before there's no vultures, I'm the vulture. No, in this case, you know where this is going to go. You co- fire, Coaches get You're fired the killer, all the time. I'm the killer. And by the way, I spent two <laughs> hours trying to find how much money Nate's making, not to get in somebody's pocket. But when I get all these guys, that man's got a family. Oh, Nate's working. Nate's on food stamps now. Uh. Nate's, Nate's apparently you know, walking to work every day. No, no, Nate's based on the NBA average from the highest to the lowest dates making somewhere between four and five million a year. Okay. I changed the rotation to <laughs> Good job, Nate. See? He heard yes. you. But again, will you get off his back? I can't believe you want him going yeah. like this. So what do you want to be? The fifth seed? I want to be the four or the three or the two. Okay? This team's got enough talent to go toe-to-toe. I want, by the way, I was at dinner last night at Do South Great Seafood Dinner, by the way. Got Hey Man on tap. That's what's up. I'm watching the Raptors and the Bucks. They went eight minutes without scoring. Wow. Either you don't team. see that. It was ugly. Glee. Yeah, you don't see that. So I'm watching this, and I'm going, we're, we're not as good as that team? Mm. You know what I mean? We've got talent. Now, when we get everybody healthy, we do need to get Capella back out there. But I still think, come on. What, so what's your benchmark? All-star break? We got to be a certain benchmark? I'm not wanting him gone. You want him gone. You are running him out of town. I want the guy. You well, you put the freaking thing in my head like Inception. <laughs> I now want Kenny Atkinson down here running some really high-octane half-court. You know who would be a really good coach? Coach, coach, coach. Yes. Uh, I changed the rotation. Yeah, see? Yeah, you're running through my noggin like DiCaprio, okay? You just, I got you, it's, it's inception. You stuck the Kenny Atkins thing in my brain. I, listen, I was fed up when I saw him not call a timeout with seven seconds to play against the Nets. I'm sorry. I went in. You know what happened. Mm-hmm. You the, the, the aftermath. I mean, DJ was even like, it's my fault. No, it wasn't. You are only postponing the inevitable. So why don't we do it sooner than later? That's my point. Wow, coach killer. All right, (laughs) Lakers Friday night. We'll talk more about that coming up. Let's hear from our head coach, Arthur Smith of our Falcons, talking about uh, trying to evaluate Ritter. And by the way, how do you do this without your best pass catcher potentially on the field, the number four overall Mm -hmm. pick in the draft, and a guy named Kyle Pitts? It's just different. Variable. I mean, it, you know, you're never going to have a perfect season where you'd love to have all your guys and everybody have their best season ever. That, that's, so it's certainly you'd love to have Kyle out there, but that's not necessarily what this evaluation is about. It's can, can he, you know, function week in and out, week in and week out as a high-level starter? And that's what you're, um, that's what you're looking for. There's a lot of encouraging signs so far. And, a lot of things we're going to continue to push, and uh, but pleased that we were able to get the win yesterday, and, and 
handle that, be able to close a game out like that. Glad coach was calm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. Oh, geez. I'm glad coach was just in chill mode. Yeah, I mean, that's Arthur. <laughs> he don't get too high. He doesn't he get doesn't. too low. He doesn't. You know, but uh, you know, we don't really have the receivers. Get, two things. Receivers, as we said, talking to coach, they don't seem to get open like they, they need to be. They also don't have many receivers going down the field. You know, it's not like rarely can you see three wide receiver sets. I think there was only two or three times, Carl, where we had two, more than two wide receivers going down the field. And there's always someone back there or back that maybe re- releases, and that's sort of like the safety valve. So we got to get more receivers. I want to see Ritter. You want to bring in a veteran quarterback. I know Squidbilly's throwing some names out there. Maybe you want to bring in somebody. As a backup? As a backup. Okay. But Ritter's got to, you know, I, I, this always goes back. I know it's a moot point. This goes back to why you wish he could have gone to him sooner. And then we'd really have the sample size to say, yeah, he's my guy. You know, if he had like five touchdowns and two picks over the course of some games, we could say, yeah, he's showing development. He's the man. Yeah. And by the way, when I said that about Pitts, you know, I could hear Drake London go, what about me? Yeah. I'm a first rounder. Yeah. And they make, and look, at least he's getting Drake London in the game. He is. He is. Uh, yeah, he's working on the fumbling thing, Turtle. That's cold. Uh, it's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Headlines brought to you by ATL Live Well. Low testosterone doesn't have to keep you down. Call ATL Live Well today. <laughs> He doesn't have a fumbling problem, okay? It happened at two critical points. He's a rookie. He's going to correct yeah, look, it. He, he did blow us. He blew the game against the Saints. <laughs> Here you go. And then the ref screwed us at the Ravens and his sleeves. Is there us anybody the else game. you want to kill no, today? I just, Carl, it's a, simple, it's a simple mandate. My father said it to me. I'd like to pass it along to the, the listeners and the players. Do your, your job. job. <laughs> you know? Oh, you must be the other guy. Who am I? I'm the guy who does my job. My job is to crack wise on the radio for five hours, counterpunch, throw some stuff out there. I think I'm doing it. I don't know. I can't speak for when Drake London's dropping the ball that hits him in the hands. I mean, I know they did the karate chop on that one ball. The Ravens had to go, poof. I mean, it was like a George Foreman punch. He's going to get it correct. He doesn't have a fumbling problem. You immediately go, he blew the game. Well, he got a sleeve problem. Well, he did. He stopped. He took it off. I'm glad he took it off. All right. Uh, let's hear from our quarterback at Georgia, Stetson Bennett. He's saying they got a lot to clean up to get ready for Monday night, and he's right. We didn't play well, um, but then there are also stretches where we played really, really well. Um, and, you know, no matter you – know, that all happened within the game, you know. And it's, it's not like, um, you know so, – we get less credit because it happened in a certain situation or what, but we just got to clean up those areas um, where we didn't play as clean for a little bit. Let's hope they get all that cleaned up. I mean, listen, in the big picture of things, to Coach Kirby Smart's point, you didn't play your best. You won't play as badly as you did against Ohio mm-hmm. State in this next game. Mike, this just coming down, Texas has fired Chris Beard after the arrest of felony charges mm-hmm. for assault on his fiance, we knew that this was probably coming, but it is official now. So uh, he's got one of the top basketball teams in the country, and they have moved on from Chris Beard uh, in wake of that arrest that happened. Hmm. I thought he might survive it because she put out a statement talking about what he didn't do, but ultimately, right, it was too much, too 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 much, too much smoke, and uh, it's just uh, based on what the police report and some of the things she put out there initially said, it was wow, it was pretty 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 damning. He will not be entitled to any salary or buyout money from the seven-year, thirty-five mm. million dollar deal he signed with the Longhorns ahead of the twenty-one twenty-two season. Morals clause, absolutely. Right. All right, guys, more to get to coming up. We got an NFL blitz to talk about. The latest on Demar Hamlin. It is great news. We'll share it with you next. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.